little bit different. But that's okay. I encourage you today that open up your heart. Don't let your heart be uh, closed. Let's not let our our minds be closed. But let's uh, open ourselves to the things of the Lord this morning. Let's believe that He will speak and do something powerful. Amen. Come on. Jesus, we celebrate you, King Jesus.
Love you, Jesus. Jesus will lift you up. to join the song. 
give voice to him. He's worthy of our praise.
exalted in love. Sing a new song to him. I exalt my king. I exalt my king. Espírito Santo, Holy Spirit, come. Espírito Santo, let your fire fall. Just lift your hands in His presence this morning. Lifting your hands is a way of saying, I surrender to you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we surrender our lives to you today. We open up our hearts, open up our lives that you that you come and speak into us this morning. We love you, Jesus. We give you our worship this morning. 
There's a story in the Bible, and it's found in 2 Kings chapter 6. The story is of Elisha's servant, and he, Elisha's servant comes out the door one day, and he, with his natural eyes, he sees that he's surrounded by a large enemy. And his words were to the prophet, Alas, master, what shall we do? What shall we do? The prophet said this, he said, Don't be afraid because there are more for us than that which are against us. I'm saying this morning, there is more for us than that which is are against us. There is more for you this morning than that which is against you. The prophet just then prayed a simple prayer. He said this, Lord, open his eyes that he would see. The Bible says that immediately his eyes were opened and all of a sudden he saw, his eyes were opened into a whole new dimension, something he had never ever seen before, but had always been there. It took the prayer of a prophet to say, Lord, open his eyes that he would see. Today I pray as we have a prophet of God in this house this morning. And my prayer that this morning is that our, our eyes would be open to the things that are there but are just unseen to our natural eyes. That your eyes would be open this morning, that you would see into a glimpse of eternity, that you would see that the armies of heaven that surround your life, that surround us, that nothing can stand against us, that God is still on the throne. Amen. Come on. That God is still on the throne. Sometimes we get so used to living a world that we can just see and understand with our natural eyes. But I'm going to tell you today that when a prophet of God comes, he can open up your eyes and all of a sudden, think a whole dimension that you never ever thought existed, all of a sudden, your eyes can become open and you can see something that is far, far beyond what you could ever, ever imagine. Today I'm praying and I'm believing today that your eyes would be open, that where there's been cynicism, where there's been unbelief, where there's been defeat, that God today would open your eyes and you would see a dimension of heaven, that you would see a fresh dimension of God around our lives, around our city, around this nation. Come on, let's give Jesus some praise this morning. Come on, let's worship Him.
our prayer this this, today that you would open up our eyes where unbelief has closed them, where cynicism has shut them down, where our hearts have been hardened. Holy Spirit, would you come and intervene in this place? Would you come and intervene in our lives this morning, that you would open up our eyes to the things of the heaven, that you would open up our eyes to the things of the Spirit. Today we pray in Jesus' name. Come on, if you're hungry this morning. Come on, you're hungry this morning. This morning we just want to bless the Lord with our giving and uh, encourage you today. Maybe you're surrounded by a an army of debt. I want to pray today that your eyes will be open, that God, as the God is able to provide, amen. Today we want to bless the Lord with our giving. We want to be faithful. We want to be generous with our giving. And we want to just bless Him tonight, right now. So let's just worship Him as we give. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you that you are the source of our provision. Lord, we thank you for the skills that you've given us. We thank you for the opportunities that you've given to us today. We bless your wonderful name, Lord. We give you thanks. We give you all the honor. We give you all the glory. Father, I thank you for every household represented here, every business represented here today. Father, I just release your hand of blessing over the alliance today in the name of Jesus. I pray today where people are struggling with debt, I thank you that debt has been canceled today in Jesus' name. We bless your wonderful name. We thank you for the opportunities that are in front of us today. We thank you that you are for us and not against us today. We give you all the honor and all the praise in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, come on, all God's people said. You're expecting this morning. We've got a great prophet of God in the house this morning, and uh, I've only just met him, and uh, but I can I can tell you now that I've just felt your spirit, and I know what you carry, and uh, today we're here to, to receive your uh, what God has placed in your spirit into our lives, and we thank you for coming all this way. I know you've got a, a young family, you've got a one-year-old and a, another one on the way, and uh, we just want to thank you so much for the price that you pay for the carrying the anointing and uh, for what you're carrying in your spirit today. And uh, at the end of the service, after Jacob has finished ministering, we're going to be taking up a special offering for him, just to bless him, just because we want to do that. It's a good thing to do. And uh, so why don't we just give Jacob uh, a very warm welcome this morning as he comes to minister to us this morning. Come on, a big welcome. Come on. Come on, lift up his name. You're holy, God. After these things, I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, come up here. Come up here. 
come up here and I will show you the things which must take place after this. And immediately I was in the Spirit. And behold, behold the throne set in heaven and one who sat on the throne. He's holy. He's holy. He's holy. Come on, worship him. Worship him. who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance and there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald Uh, around the throne were 24 thrones and on the throne I saw 24 elders sitting clothed in white robes and they had crowns of gold on their heads and from the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices are you ready for the thunderings of God are you ready for the lightnings of God seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne which are the seven spirits of God and before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal and in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in the front and in the back the first living creature was like a lion the second like a calf the third had a face like a man and the fourth was like a flying eagle they do not rest day or night saying holy 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come again. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to Him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before Him who sits on the throne and they worship Him who lives forever and ever and they cast their crowns saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power you created all things and by your will they exist and were created and I believe in our midst this morning the very same throne that John saw has come into our midst that's your praise and your worship has come up like an incense before his throne and he has inhabited your praise this morning. He has come to dwell among his people. He has come to cohabitate in this place this morning. And I believe this morning things are going to change. Things are going to shift. Things are coming into alignment. Holy! Holy! 
holy are you, Lord. We thank you for your throne in this place this morning. We thank you, Father, that you've come and you've inhabited the praise of your people, that you've created your throne upon our praise this morning. And God, we're asking for the full manifestation of your glory this morning. We're asking that even as Moses ascended the mountain, and it says that the full manifestation of God was in their midst, and they communed with him on the mountain. We're asking God that this morning would be the start of a new day and a new era for Bay City Church. That this would be the beginning of something that has been prophesied and promised for years. That this would be an hour of habitation. That this would be, oh, a glorification of this place, God. Holy are you, Lord. Holy are you, Lord. Holy are you, Lord. Holy are you, Lord. this morning. Can we just give him some honor this morning? Just give him the glory this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the one who was and is and is to come. Hallelujah. You may be seated in his presence this morning. Hallelujah. Lord, we worship you and we thank you, Father, for what you're going to do in this place this morning. God, if there's people here this morning who need healing in their body, we thank you that you're going to accomplish it this morning. We thank you, Father, that if there's people in this place, God, that need a fresh touch of your presence, God, that you're going to come and you're going to touch them. Ah. That, God, you're going to come and you're going to do what only you can do. Lord, I pray this morning that, that as I reach my hands out, God, that when I would pull them back, it would be your handprint that is left. I pray, God, that the words I speak this morning would come from your mouth. That, Lord, that there would be an apostolic and a prophetic shift over this house this morning. God, that you would bring them into the appointed time of your presence, the appointed time of your glory, God. And that we would step into that cataclysmic Kairos moment, God, where things change. Lord, we thank you for the foundations that you have laid. And Father, that I get to be a part this morning of building upon the foundation and adding to this place, God. That what I bring this morning, God, from your heart would add to them. And Father, that they would find themselves encountered by you. That they would be set up, God. Lord, I believe this morning is a divine setup. And I thank you, Father, 
in Jesus' name. Can we just give Jesus another hand clap this morning? Come on, he's worthy, isn't he? Isn't he worthy? Hallelujah. You're worthy. Oh, hallelujah. Well, it's so good to be with you, Bay City Church, this morning. So good to be with you and, and Apostle Mike and Joy and, and uh, Pastor Dave and Kate. I mean, I've just fallen in love with your leaders. I think that they're just some of the most genuine people in the world, that they have paid a price for His glory, that they have paid a price to be a people who would host the presence of God and would say, we wanted it no matter the cost, no matter our reputation, no matter the price that we have to pay, that they have paid a high price for His glory. And I believe that you're stepping into a season as a church where you're about to taste and see of the price that has been paid. That you've had a foretaste of glory. You've had an, an experience of outpourings in the past. But I believe you're stepping into a season as a church that it's going to completely shift the way you even view the glory. That he's taking you into a divine encounter in this season where he comes and he, he cohabitates with you. That there's a promise in Hosea 6 where it says, on the second day I'll revive you, but on the third day I will, I will come and make residence with you. I will set up my presence among you. And as I was praying yesterday and today for your church and even in, in weeks past as I, I sat before the Lord, because listen, I, I don't want to come with another canned message. I don't want to come with something that I've preached every other place and have told every other place, well, this is what the Lord's saying. I want to come with something for you this morning. And as I have got before the Lord and, and I've sought the Lord, I really believe that the Lord spoke to me and said, you're entering the third phase of your church. That you're entering a third phase of your church. That you've experienced a first phase when you first planted the church. When, when it first started, you, you went through this, this, this growth period and this, this learning how to, to walk it out. And, and then in the second phase, you, you had to go through some things that really tugged on your heart and were difficult to walk through. But I believe in this third phase of this church that you're stepping into a cohabitation with God. That as a church, you're stepping into a place where God is saying to you, I'm coming to make my home with you. I'm coming to set up a place of residence at Bay City Church. That I found a people. I found a people who are, who are willing to host me. I found a people who are hungry enough. I found a people who are desperate for me. And what I've observed is that desperation and hunger is the very breeding ground for miracles. And you've had many moves of God in the past. And, and we honor the history. We honor the legacy because it builds a foundation. It helps us to know this worked, this really didn't work. We won't do that again. But what it does is it prepares us and it sets us up to, to understand, God, what are you doing in this hour? See, I don't want to live in the past revival. I don't want to live in a previous outpouring. Because that manna has dried up, it's gone away. Yes, there may be similar manifestations. Yes, there may be similar things that occur in this next move of God. But I believe this is something new that God wants to do in Bay City Church. That He wants to come and He wants to dwell with you. And He wants to come and He wants to say, I found a home. I found a home. See, see the, from the very beginning, if we go back to the very beginning of, of, of creation... What was he looking for? He was looking for a place that he could walk with them in the cool of the day. 
He set up a residence in Eden. He set up a residence where, where he walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. And they communed with him and they walked with him. And ever since then, he's been looking for a people who would say, we'll walk with you. We'll meet you in the morning. We'll talk with you. We'll experience you. We'll commune with you. What if Jesus showed up to your house tomorrow and said, let's have lunch together? That's what he said to Zacchaeus. Come out of the tree. I'm coming to your house today. And I believe the Lord spoke to me and he said, I'm coming to Bay City Church. I'm coming to commune with you. I'm coming to make a residence with you. That you've prepared a place. You've made room for me. You've prepared a place. You've made room for me. I heard the Lord say that I've anointed you to be my dwelling place. I'm coming to invade you. I'm coming to possess you. I'm coming to launch you into the place where deep cries out to deep. For before the foundations of the earth, I saw this moment and I saw you in this moment. And the Lord says, I have you right where I want you. I'm bringing you out of frustration. I'm bringing you out of agitation. I'm bringing you into the place of fulfillment and completion like never before. For I'm giving you the marching orders. Do not look back other than to remember how far I've brought you already. But you will look back even a year from now and say, how did we get here from there? This is a year of crossing over. From potential to promise. The Lord says there have been many, even in this room, the enemy has been lying to you. And you have said, this will never happen. This can't be. This, this promise will never come to pass. How will we ever get there? You will not see it in your lifetime. And the Lord is saying, I'm turning your never into now. Where the enemy said never, where man said never, I'm saying now, declares the Lord. I'm saying now that it is a now season. For it is your time and it is your turn. For I've kept you hidden in a season, but now I'm unveiling the move of the Spirit in this house. For I've not called you just to be a house that's hidden, but Bay City Church, I'm about to give you visibility in the Spirit and in the natural. That there is coming a, a huge target on this house. But I heard the Lord say, the enemy's arrows will not come this season. Where you've had the enemy's arrows in past season because you've been a target of the enemy to try and destroy what God has done here. The Lord says, no, I've made you a target for my glory. I've made you a target for my presence. I've made you a target for my move. That I'm about to move in this place. I'm about to bring the promises from even 30 years ago. Even from the foundation of this house when prophetic people came and they said, this will happen and that will happen. And you've waited and you've said, God, when? When, when, the Lord says now. You have reached the season of now. That it is a now season. It is time for them to come to pass. The Lord says many may not know your name, but they will know my name because of you. And the Lord says because you're willing to go deep while others wanted to go higher, I'm taking you deeper. Others wanted to build platforms and put their name on it. And say, this is who we are. Look at us. We shine bright. And then when the wind came, it knocked them over. And when the wind came, they couldn't stand. But see, because you chose to go deep, He's taking you deeper. Because you chose to make your foundation deep, 
that now in this next building phase, in this third phase of your house, in this third phase of your church, now you have such a deep foundation that you're immovable. You are unshakable. You can build something that will have His name on it. See, where, where man tried to build something that was only a few feet deep, and they put their name on it, and they said, look at us, we're bright and shiny, look at how cool we are. Look at, we've got this, and we've got this, and we've got this. And then the winds came, and you don't even know their names anymore. But see, what happened with Bay City Church is that you built deep. And you built deeper, and deeper, and deeper. And you have such a deep foundation that in this season, as you begin to build, what the Lord is doing in this house will not be shaken. While others shake around you, while others sway back and forth, the Lord says you're an immovable force in the nation of New Zealand. And I've put my name on it. I've put my name on Bay City Church, says the Lord. I have put my stamp of approval over your house. The people from far and wide will know my name because of this place. That you've been faithful. You've been faithful. And there were some that could not go to the depths that I'm taking you because they were not designed for it. And there were some that wanted to go this way and that way. And so I allowed them to depart. But the Lord says, do not mourn those that have departed. Celebrate those that are coming and those that have come. For I have set your path straight and I'm launching you forward. I have made you a training center for the nations. And I'm getting ready to gather them from afar. For it will be said in this house to look among the nations and be utterly astounded that even if I were to speak it to you, you would not be able to comprehend it. I'm about to give this house a platform not only in Asia, not only in Europe, but I'm going to open up doors in Africa like never before. For the Lord says that I'm making you a part of the greatest harvest the earth has ever seen. I tell you this, millions hang in the balance because of this house. I tell you that I have a grand expectation, says the Lord, that you will see millions come to me. For I'm raising you up as harvest reapers. And it is time to go and it is time to gather. Angels are out there ready and I'm sending them. I'm dispatching them to carry out the word over this house. I heard the Lord say you need to move as if resources were not an issue. Because they're not an issue for me. Therefore, they are not an issue for you. The Lord said there are many things that have been placed on the prophetic shelf. Some things that were even placed in storage were words that were spoken, even the conception of this church many years ago. You've taken these words and you've actually forgotten them. You've forgotten some of the words that came and you've placed them in a, a storage place. But the Lord says it's time to get out the boxes. It's time to dust off the shelves. It's time to grab the cassette tapes and put them back in and listen to what the Lord said even those years ago. That you're stepping into a season of remembrance of what He said so that in this season when it comes to pass, you will not be surprised. I'm putting them into motion and I'm increasing your momentum into the miraculous. This is going to be a year of awakening like never before. I'm awakening the region, but I'm awakening a generation. Revival is going to sweep through this house and region like never before, but it will look different than it looks in other places. The Lord said, for the children shall rise up and lead you. For I'm getting ready to breathe upon this next generation. 
For even the young ones will come three, four, and five years old with a word from the Lord that will set the stage for the supernatural to be released in this house, in the city, and in the streets, says the Lord. I am coming, says the Lord, with a Holy Spirit hijacking and takeover. For I'm even taking over the plans and strategies of man. And the Lord says, I'm annihilating the enemy in this season. For the Lord says, I've infiltrated the enemy's camp and I'm sending you in like an insurgent. For the Lord says, you will go in and not only recover what was lost, but you're about to gain new territory. Unusual giants are about to fall in the land. I had this vision as we were pulling into the church last night. And as we were pulling into the church, I saw heads of giants rolling down the street. I mean, it was the oddest thing. And it was like this river of blood running down the streets. And I saw your church as you began to come out the doors. And you were dancing in the streets saying, the giant's head has come off. The giant's head has come off. And they were rolling down the street for the region to see that you were giant slayers. That you were people who took the head off the giant of drug addiction. You were people who took the head off of poverty. You were a people who took the head off of homosexuality. That you were a people who brought a deliverance to this region as the heads of the giants began to roll. This is the year of possibilities. This is the year where I'm giving you an advantage in the spirit because I've made you a people of praise, a people of purity, a people of prayer, and a people of power. And because you did not rob me of my testimony, I'm getting ready to launch you into deeper territory. For I'm anointing you not only to possess, but I'm anointing you to take over. Reinforcements are coming, says the Lord. They're coming from the north, the south, the east, and the west. They're coming in, as I said, from afar. Get ready for this house will host an international move of the Spirit, where they will come from the nations. You will equip them. And then you will launch them. I'm making this not only a training center, but I've called this place to be a fortress for families. And I've called this to be a place of a fortress for I'm fortifying your walls and I'm strengthening you in this season. This is a place of equipping. This is a place of empowerment. This is a place of encouragement. But this is also a place of engagement. Get ready, says the Lord, for heaven is engaged over this place even during worship this morning, it was like I could see the angels at a ready stance. They were ready for the go signal. They were ready. They were saying, when can we go? There was almost more excitement in the heavens over this place than you had in your own hearts. Heaven is so excited over this place. And the angels are ready. They're waiting for the go signal. They're waiting. When can we go to Bay City? They've been waiting for the assignment. I heard the Lord say, just a second longer, just a second longer, just a second longer. And it was like the angels were almost disappointed. They're like, but Father, when? We want to go. We've been waiting for this season. See, some of you, you've been waiting. You've been waiting for the season. You've been waiting for your ghost signal. But I want you to know heaven's been waiting too. And it would seem as though there's been a delay and I was going to go a whole different direction this morning, but I'm just going to, in a few words, summarize what I feel the Lord is saying over this house. 
that the season of delay is over. In John chapter 11, we find the story of Lazarus. And Jesus knows he's sick. He knows that he's sick. And he says, we'll wait here. And in your mind, you would say, Jesus, why would you wait to heal your friend? Why would you wait? And he says to his disciples, it's better that we waited so that you may believe. And many of you, had the outpouring come, had this move of God come even a year ago, you wouldn't have believed it. You wouldn't have been ready for it. You would have said, oh, God's done that before. Hallelujah, move on. We've seen this before. We've experienced this before. But see, what's happened is the delay has created a hunger in you. So that when it comes, you're ready to actually believe who He says He is. You're actually ready because then what happens is Lazarus dies. And many of you, your dreams have seemingly died. Your hopes have seemingly died. And you've stood in a place of waiting. And you're like the sisters who see Jesus come and they're like, well, if you had only been here, Lazarus wouldn't have died. And even some of you have your theology correct because he says to them, do you believe? that I can raise him. Well, of course, Jesus, on that day of resurrection in the sweet by and by, oh glory, you'll raise him from the dead. We'll meet in some distant future. Because of your disappointment that he didn't show up in the time that you expected it, you've pushed it off into a different dispensation and you've pushed it off into a different time period so that you would never receive it in your lifetime. And what he's saying is, I'm the resurrection. I'm the resurrection. I'm what you've been waiting for. And then what does he do? He raises him from the dead. He'd been dead for four days. Well, why was that significant? Because you see, if you understand Jewish history, that they believed people could be raised from the dead, but only in three days. So Jesus shows up on the scene and raises him on the fourth day as a sign that he was the Messiah. As a sign that he was who they were waiting for. And many of you have been stuck on the third day saying, well, he didn't show up. It's not possible now. It's in a different dispensation. It's a different time. And I heard the Lord say this morning so clearly, it's the morning of the fourth day for you. It's the morning of the fourth day. That it is time. The delay is over. That the time is now that he's coming to raise your Lazarus. He's coming to pull your hopes out of the grave. He's coming to pull your dreams out of the grave. He's coming to pull your visions out of the grave. He's coming to fulfill that which He promised. You've been waiting. You've been standing for 20, 15, 10 years waiting, even for those in your family to come back. And I heard the Lord say, this is the year where I'm turning their hearts towards me. That many of you have been standing for your families. That your Lazarus is coming out of the tomb. Your Lazarus is coming out of the grave. You're coming into the fulfillment of who he said he would be for you. On the forefront says the Lord, I'm making myself irresistible upon you in this year. Get ready. For I'm removing the veil that's been over your church. And I'm launching you forward. Fear not for I'm advancing you. I'm not holding you back. The delay is over. The discouragement has departed. Be encouraged and of good cheer in this season, for I'm opening up the double doors. 
I'm stirring up the hearts of those who would bless you, and I'm even turning those that were in opposition to you to operate in your favor and to show you my favor. Get ready, says the Lord, for it's time to go in. It's time to cross over, for I'm invading this dwelling place, says the Spirit of the Lord. You need to understand it's a corporate word, but it's also a personal word. That it's not just Bay City Church as an organization or as a group of people, but it's Bay City Church in the individual life. And even if you're not part of Bay City Church this morning, it's not an accident that you're here. It's a divine appointment to understand that your delay is over. Your delay has come to an end, and now the promises will come to pass. That He is bringing about the fulfillment of the things that you've waited for. The fulfillment of the things that you've contended for. The fulfillment of those things that have stood in your heart, and you said, God, when? When, God? Some of you, for 20 years, you've been saying, God, when will we have a move like we had with Jill Austin? When will we have a move like we had in the 90s? When we showed up at church every night. Some of you have been so stuck in the past that you would miss what He's doing today. And sure, we may move into times, you may move into times of extended meetings. Wonderful. But have the move of God now in you. The move of God is a lot bigger than some extended meetings that last for six weeks. Now, would I love to be part of something like that? Sure. But even more, I want the move of God in my daily life. Where my family's getting saved. Where the miracles I've been believing for happen. Not because some prophet showed up. Not because someone preached another good word but because I learned to host His presence on the inside of me. See, He doesn't dwell in a temple made by man. He dwells in you and I. We are the walking mobile tabernacle of the Most High God. We are the, the earthen vessel that He chose to put His glory in. Broken, cracked, as we may be, He lives in you and me. He chose to live in you and me so that we could carry His glory to the nations, to the peoples of the earth, that they would see and they would testify of the God Most High. That He is moving in this hour more than He ever has before. And there's an increase of supernatural things. Even in my own life, I've seen an increase of the supernatural. Pastor Mike shared the story of when I was in Houston and I was transported from Houston to Vietnam, not on a plane, not just in my mind's eye, but physically taken from Houston to Vietnam, out of my hotel room in Houston to a river in Vietnam, where I saw this river and it was full of blood, and the Lord began to speak to me that He was reconciling the nations. And my immediate thought, to be honest, was American Vietnam. Because of the Vietnam War, I thought, that has to be it. And as I saw him wash away the blood, and I saw the name of this city that I couldn't even pronounce, I kept calling it Tu Yuhoa, and it was Tui Ha or something like that. And I saw God do this thing. And then I was taken back to my hotel room. Now this is how I know it wasn't a dream. 
because I wouldn't sleep in a suit with my shoes on. And so when I'm back in my hotel room, I'm in a suit that I had worn the previous night. And the next morning, I asked my buddy Tim, who was, we were sharing a room at this conference. I said, Tim, please tell me I didn't go to sleep in my suit. He goes, if you'd done that, I would have been worried. See, I was taken. And when I shared it with the pastor, Dr. Khan, he goes, you don't understand the significance of that. He says, that's where the Cham people were nearly annihilated. There was a huge thing there between the Vietnamese and this tribal people. And it turns out that there were people, there was a descendant of that, that tribe at that conference. And they were able to do a reconciliation between the Vietnamese and the Cham people. See, God doesn't just do this stuff because it's fun. He does it for a purpose. Because he's about reconciling nations. There was another time in the summer of 2015. I was in my office going through what seemed to be a really hard time. See, I also pastor a church, and, you know, the first 11 months were really crazy. We hold the record for church splits. Three in 11 months. Apparently I have an anointing for it. And so I'm in my office, and I'm just seeking the Lord. And I'm in a desperate, have you ever been in a desperate place? Have you ever been in a hungry place? You've got to increase that. You've got to get more hungry. You've got to get more desperate. You've got to get so empty that He can fill you up. You've got to remove all the distraction. You've got to remove all the hindrances so that there's an empty vessel that He can fill up so He can pour you out and fill you up again and pour you out. So I'm in my office and this almost wind began to come. And I opened my eyes and I'm not in my office anymore. And again, my mind automatically goes, oh, this must be a vision. And I'm standing outside this meeting hall, and there's, there's writing over the door, and it, it looks like it's Indian. And I thought, well, I might as well go through the door. So I walked in, there's this man standing there, he says, you actually came. You actually came. I said, where did I come? He says, well, you're in India. And he says the name, which I will butcher, so I won't even try and pronounce it. And he says, I believed God would send a prophet to this meeting today. He says, there's a board of advisors in that room. And you're going to go in there and you're going to prophesy to them about our region. Because I believed God would send you. And I'm dumbfounded. I don't even know how I got here. And honestly, I'm thinking, how am I going to get home? And so I walk into this meeting, and they're all sitting there. I mean, it's, it's real official. And I sit down, and they said, so-and-so has said that you would come, and you would bring a word. What is the word? And immediately I get the word, and I start prophesying. And I turn to one of the men, and I said, you, you've had the blueprints for this plan, but you've been afraid of being rejected by the rest of them. Pull them out of your briefcase. And he's looking at me, and he pulls them out of his briefcase, and he hands them. And it was the answer to all of their issues that they've been having regarding this particular governmental issue. And I began to prophesy to them. And I shared things. And they said, thank you. You may go. I'm thinking, how am I going to get home? So I walk back out into the thing. And this man who had greeted me initially, he's weeping. He says, I'm the only Christian on that board. 
I'm the only Christian that's ever been appointed to this governmental board. He says, and my life was on the line. If you didn't show up, they would have killed me. He said, but God answered my prayer. And I really didn't care what he said. I just said, how do I get home? That's honestly where I just wanted to, he says, I don't know. He says, you didn't fly here? I said, no, I did not get on a plane and fly here. He says, well, maybe you should just go through the door you came through. I could try that. So I walked through, I, I greeted him, I, I, you know, said goodbye, and I walked through the door, and I'm back in my office. Now, I'm still thinking this had to have been a vision. Uh, you know, I may have had the wrong pizza for lunch or something. About three weeks later, I get an email from the director of that board thanking me for my visit. Thanking me for the prophetic word with his official Indian seal on this email. See, God wants to do stuff like that with you. He wants to take you from one place to another. Well, where is that in the Bible? Well, Philip was transported from one place to another. Ezekiel was picked up by his hair and moved from one place to another. Thankfully, God hasn't done that. I don't have enough hair to be picked up and moved to another place. But I believe in this hour, we're stepping into a supernatural dimension that's been prophesied for years. I've had chariots show up in my bedroom and take me in the spirit to see things. And then I've watched them come to pass. Well, that's because you're a prophet. No, it's just because I'm yielded. If you'll just yield yourself to the things of God. If you'll just say, God, use me. God, if you did it for him, you'll do it for me. This is accessible to every believer. This is accessible to everyone who has said, Christ, take my life and give me yours. Catherine Kuhlman had one secret and one secret alone. She says, I can take you to the place where I died. I can take you to the bus station, that very place on the corner where I died and Christ began to live in me. See, if we really live from the truth that it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, then we have access to all that he has. Because in and of myself, I can't go and end up somewhere else. I've tried. It doesn't work. I can't say, beam me up, Scotty, and something happened. But what I can do is yield myself and let God do whatever he wants. Julie Meyer has a great song, pick me up like a paintbrush and paint the picture that you see. Just be a paintbrush in the hand of the creator. I've seen people get their arms back. Little girl in Mexico prayed for her. Now, mind you, six days I'd been believing for miracles, hadn't seen anything. I'd actually been told by my pastor miracles weren't necessary. Well, that's not what I read in the Bible. So I prayed for this little girl in Mexico. No arm, it had been amputated from the elbow down. Prayed for her. 45 seconds to a minute, the arm completely grows back. Saw the bone grow, saw the skin grow. Completely grew back. Prayed for a man in Northern California. He had a glass eye. Laid my hands on him. Weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life next to the arm growing back. That eye began to spin. When it stopped spinning, he had a brand new eye of flesh. People say, how do you know? Well, when he started screaming, I can see, I can see, I can see, 
I was pretty sure it had happened. You say, well, that was some time ago. Well, how about just a few days ago in Levin, this little boy who had never run in his entire life. His legs were crooked. His feet pointed one way. His knees pointed another way. He had never been able to run. He came up for prayer, and he says, I just want to play rugby. You knew your rugby. See, in America, it would have been, I want to play American football. But he wanted to play rugby. Prayed for him, and for the first time in his life, he was able to run down the aisle and run back without his feet hitting each other. In another meeting, there was a woman. All of the tendons in her shoulders were torn. She couldn't lift her hands. She said, I just want to worship. I want to be able to lift my hands in praise. Prayed for her, and she lifted her hands over her head. Then God healed her eyes completely. She was going blind, and God healed her eyes. In that same meeting, there was a little girl, well, 16 years old. Her left ear had no ear canal. It never been formed. She's completely deaf in that ear. Prayed for her. And in that meeting, she begins to hear out of an ear that has no ear canal. Now that's pretty supernatural. Whispering in her ear, can you hear me? Can you hear me? In an ear with no ear canal. And she could hear us. I was in Belize, Central America. This man comes up, this was just a few weeks ago. He comes up and he says, I was run over by a truck. I said, well, how big was the truck? He said, it was this big garbage truck. It crushed every vertebrae in my back. He says, I've got seven steel rods holding me together and countless screws holding me together. He says, I haven't been able to touch my toes. He says, I don't sleep because I can't move. He says, I can barely get in and out of the car. I prayed for him. All of the metal dissolves out of his body. How do you know? Well, number one, when I've seen metal dissolve before, it brings this horrible stench into the atmosphere, like burning metal. And all of the metal burnt out. It was able to completely curve his back, bend over, touch his toes. He stole his wife's keys and ran out to drive the car because he hadn't been able to drive it in nearly 20 years. She later got mad at him because he didn't have his license anymore. Completely healed. So tonight, I believe stuff like that's going to happen. We're going to have just a full-out miracle service tonight. I encourage you, bring sick people. Bring people who need a touch. I don't care if they believe or not. I'm not moved by their faith. I'm not moved by unbelief. Can it hinder you? Probably. But I'm not moved by it. Because I've seen God do it time and time and time again. Where he moves and he touches a person and sets them completely free. Bay City Church, you are on the precipice of the third phase of your ministry. You're on the precipice of the third phase of what God's going to do in this house. And take you into a supernatural outpouring of his spirit that will be perpetuated for seasons to come. You're stepping in. You're stepping in. You're stepping in to the realm of His glory. You're stepping in. You're stepping in to the realm of His glory. 
Now this is what I want to do very quickly. Is your key staff people, Pastor Dave. I just want them to come up. I don't have time to, to lay hands on every person this morning. But I just want to lay hands quickly on your key staff members. Lay hands on them and just release this shift over them. And I believe that when it happens for them, it's going to happen for you. Now tonight, we're going to pray for the sick. I believe it's going to be a miracle service. But there's also going to be an impartation for every single person who comes. I will pray for every single person who comes tonight. I will lay hands on you and believe that God's going to move powerfully in you in the realm of creative miracles, a prophetic impartation, and the fire that's on my life I will release to you tonight. So don't say, well, I'm not coming tonight. I'm sorry. I can't lay hands on you this morning. I don't have time. But for those key staff members, if you'll just have them come. That's including my uh, preschool staff. If you have preschool staff, when you come up. somebody to go out and relieve Nikki and Explorers, please? Can we get somebody just to run out now? Thanks, Di. That's awesome. Thank you. Apostle Mike and Joy as well. I'd like to lay hands on him and you and your wife. I'll pray for you guys last. Do we have some catchers ready? Look at that. You came so quickly. Wonderful. Father, right now, I release this realm of creative miracles. Shift! 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 Thank you, Father, for the shift! Shift! For the Lord would say, the Lord would say to you today that the shift has come, that it is a new season for this house. It is a new season for your leadership. It is a new season for you. You're going to move in the miraculous more than you've ever moved before. You're going to move in the prophetic more than you've ever moved before. That it is a new era for Bay City Church. That the third phase has come. I release the keys and the shift now. Now. And I honor the legacy of Mike and Joy. I honor your legacy and the price that you paid. And it's also a new season for you. It's a new season of power and greater rest in the power than you've ever had before. That where you've had to not strive, but you've had to work. Now the Lord says, I'm placing you in a boat of my presence and that you're just going to float on the river and watch stuff happen. And that the leadership, oh, Apostle Mike, you are such a father to the nations. You are such a father to the nations. And in this latter season of your life, many sons, many sons, many sons, many sons will be raised up from your life. Enjoy, you're such a mother. And the two of you together have so many spiritual children. Some you'll never even know. 
There will be an offspring and a generational legacy. Father, I thank you for the shift. I thank you for the shift. I thank you for the shift. Are there those that I did not pray for in this, this leadership? Father, shift. Shift now. Father, we thank you for it. I thank you for the shift for this house. I thank you, Father, for accomplishing that which you've set forth to do. There's a corporate power coming over this place and over this house in the days to come that will leave you in shock and in awe. I encourage you, ask the Lord, what are the things in my heart that I need to shift? What are the things that have held me back? What are the things that would prevent me from catching this wave? And then activate the impartation. Do something with it. Begin to pray for people. Begin to serve in ways that you haven't served before. Begin to do something. I encourage you, if you'll just get in the wave, you'll just catch the wave. Watch what will happen in your family. Watch what will happen even in your finances. I believe another thing over this house is that there's an increase in finances. The Lord spoke so clearly, don't worry about the finances. Operate as though they weren't an issue. Father, I thank you for this house. I thank you for Bay City Church. I bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Fantastic. Come on, let's give the Lord a clap and just appreciate him. Lord, we honor you today. We thank you. You are alive. You speak to us. Give us ears to hear, heart to respond. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, I've just so enjoyed your meeting. Just wonderful. Just love just drinking in of that prophetic flow and and uh, for many of us, uh, uh, just it, it got us speaking individually and corporately. And uh, I encourage you to look at what you could do to respond. Maybe quite something small, maybe something significant. But always there are things we have to let go of to make room for God. Sometimes just stop watching TV. Get up and pray. Spend more time really crying out. Start doing some fasting. Do, do the things that you haven't done that will move you forward. Don't just say, well, that was great, that was wonderful. Well, what's next? We need to, the Bible's very clear. It says, he that has ears to hear, more is given. So in the Bible, ears to hear doesn't mean you say, you listen and say, that was nice. It means you respond and start to apply what happened into your life. So what God is saying is, if you have a heart that will be responsive to what he says and step out and act on it, then more will be given. But if you just nod your head and say, well, that was nice, but don't do anything, even what you think you have, you lose. That's very powerful, isn't it? And Jesus said, that's the fundamental parable. It's that whole area of the seed being sown. So I encourage you to think through what I can do to respond. Many ways we can respond, things to let go of, things to add in, prayer, time with the Lord, ministering to people, positioning yourself to serve, and I think a key part is to just learn to surrender to Him, to let go control. Stop trying to be in charge. What is it you need to let go of? What is it needs to be brought to Him? Let's all do that. Let's all, the Word was to us individually. The Word was to everyone. It's to us corporately. Let's do something that makes the next season come into being. Amen? Well, one thing we can do is we can, we can just sow and bless 
Jacob and Anna and their ministry. God's taking you to the nations. He's taking, I'll share something tonight, Moses. I won't start prophesying now. We'll leave it till a little later. I want you to do some miracles first, then I'll. <laughs> no pressure. I was asking before the meeting, hey, I've heard all these stories. Can you just vanish while you're on the stage? You know, well, that'd be that'd be really great. I'd love to see that. And uh, he said, no, I can't make it happen. But on the li- online, there is a picture of someone just disappearing and being transported off in a meeting on a stage. You can see the you see the person. It's not a Photoshop thing. It's just them fading away. Amazing miracles. Hey, I want us to sow and so generously. Uh, many may not have come prepared to sow into the ministry today, but you can uh, put in an IOU and just make a little note. So I want to sow into this ministry. I want to make a check, make out to Bay City. Everything comes in. We give to him. We want to help pay, uh, pay for their fear of coming out from America. We want to sow into them as a young family with many challenges uh, in a small church. So they rely primarily upon what people sow into them. So uh, if you haven't, if you're coming back tonight, which I encourage you to do, let's come really prepared to sow. Let God speak to you to be generous. Amen? Come on. Now, those who came this morning, you think, oh, man, I want to be healed. Listen, God was preparing you. He was preparing you. So often, we just have our, our, our ideas about how God's going to do something. I'll come to a meeting, I'll go up and I'll pray and all be over. Now, well, that was what a, a name in the Syrian did. He'd come and he said, well, the prophet's going to come over and he'll wave his hand over me and say some words and I'll be healed. And it wasn't like that. And he got really angry. And, and, and one of his servants just come up and said, hey, listen, if it was just a little thing, you'd have done it. Why don't you just do this? And he got his miracle. So I encourage you to come back tonight. If it's impossible for you to come back tonight, come to the front and Jacob will pray for you. Amen? Well, come on, let's so generously. Let's stand up and honor the Lord and worship. Oh, we've got a few books about his encounters you can buy for 12 bucks at the later in the meeting. Okay, let's stand, let's finish. Kate, what an outstanding job in worship. Team, what an outstanding job in worship. I loved it, didn't want it to finish. And Brandon, thank you for helping make the sound so great today. Awesome to have you with us. Come on, Kate, let's just take us back into worship. God bless you. Stay and have a cup of coffee. And let's sow into the ministry.
king. We bless you today. We give you the highest praise. Jesus. 